It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 0-5-362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming later on in this episode. We're also going to dive into this game against the Dallas Mavericks. The Thunder made a very big announcement, and the Thunder also had two players tab for the Rising Stars Challenge. Let's start with the big announcement. The Thunder announced today that there would be no fans the rest of the year. As half the league now uh, gets prepared to welcome in fans, after the second half of half the league with some capacity of fans, uh, the Thunder announced that they're not going to allow fans at any point this season. I think that this is kind of a, a non-story. It was kind of expected, in my opinion. It was expected. They'll play out the second half in front of nobody, uh, and then they'll hopefully be able to have fans in the stands next year. Uh, but th- this is this is not something that should come as a shock to anyone. And, and quite honestly, I, I think it's the safest route to go is still not having fans at this very moment. The Thunder also had two players selected for the Rising Stars game in Lou Dort and Tail Maldon. Of course, there's going to be no game, but there is going to be that all-star day on Sunday when they cram in the skills competition, three-point competition, dunk competition, and the all-star game all in one jam-packed day. That's going to happen, but that's going to be absent of the Rising Stars challenge, but they did release the rosters. For one time, we thought that the All-Star game would just be rosters, and so now it's only going to be the Rising Stars game that doesn't get played, and it's no big deal, but Lou Dort did earn the spot, and so did Tail Maldon. Maldon's been awesome as a starter, and he's been awesome all year long for a 19-year-old. He's been great defensively, comparatively to his rookie class and also just the expectation level for him coming in. And then, of course, you know what Lou Dort's been able to do, not only the stellar defense, but improving his corner three and overall three-point shooting so much this year. Well-deserved for both those guys. I'd be fascinated in this game if it was actually going to get played because uh, I think that the two teams are pretty 
evenly matched in the world in USA. But of course, safety first. There's no need to have that risk for a rising stars game. But it's good still to get this accomplishment and, and to get this honor. I still think that these guys you know, care about it. I think that these guys you know, want that recognition and they deserve that recognition. So even if you can't play the games, at least you get to say you are selected as a rising star within the NBA. That, that sounds kind of silly, but like, how many people can say that? How many people can say that at one point the NBA viewed them as a rising star? That's pretty awesome. So those two things were announced before the game. And then during this game, you know, before the game for the game overview, we had the injury report of George Hill being out, of Diallo being out. Of course, you don't have Ariza or Poku or Moses Brown. But Josh Hall went from being out due to Gita assignment to being out due to a right knee injury. So he's back from the bubble, but he's also hurt, so he's not going to play uh, tomorrow. He's not going to play today, obviously. He's not playing against the Mavericks. But he's not in the bubble anymore. To me, it's not that big of a story because he obviously is – the bigger story to me is that he's obviously hurt that he's not going to be back for the playoffs. Like, the G League season will end on Sunday or Monday, maybe even Tuesday, but that's as far as it stretches out. And then they'll head into the single elimination playoff uh, bracket. That will obviously – wrap up quickly. It's only single elimination. So this to me means that the injury is going to linger far enough out to where he won't get to play again in the time frame of the G League bubble. So you might as well send him back to Oklahoma City and get him back with the team. I'm not sure if this means that the Blue can sign somebody else because I do know that the, that the G League has kind of a pool of players who are still in the bubble and still quarantined that can join teams right now. I'm not sure if that means that they can do that. But to me, the story is more so just about the knee needing some more rest and, and resting longer than the G League season. So there's kind of no point to keep him down there in that bubble if he's not going to be able to play eventually. Other than this, the other injury report note was that Luka Doncic was out, and so the Thunder did not have to play Luka. And at that point, I put money on Oklahoma City plus three and a half. I picked them to win outright. And then the game happened. And this was not a pretty game by any means. Jalen Brunson was cooking early. In this game, the Mavericks went 1-for-22 to start the game from beyond the arc. 1-for-22. The Thunder didn't score 80 points. They didn't score 80 points. And they weren't the ones that were shorthanded a superstar. They had Al Horford. They had SGA. They just could not make a shot tonight. And those nights are going to happen. I think that the players said it best whenever each and every one of them that we talked to after the game in the media, they told us, look, we got the looks. We got the attempts we wanted. We got the the shots we wanted. The shots didn't fall. And this is a make or miss league. It's a, I mean, that's just what's going to happen. Whenever you put up those shots, they have to go in. They didn't go in tonight. To me, this game had very much senioritis, had very much last day of school energy. You're not going to get anything done. You're just looking at the clock, waiting to throw up your papers in the air and leave. Uh, this had not, like the Mavericks, their last game before the All-Star break, the Thunder have one more. Everyone is kind of counting down the days to vacation, right? It reminded me whenever you're in third grade and like you had to show up to school on like one of the last days before Christmas break, you knew that you were going to have a Christmas party in like three hours, but you had to show up for the morning portion of it and just kind of slug through the morning portion. They probably showed you some crappy movie up until the Christmas party. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Like, you're not going to get any work done. You're just looking forward to the break, and that's what the Thunder were doing tonight. They didn't have that same kind of kind of edge about them, the same kind of intensity about them, and that's to be expected. This happens every year with every team around this time. 
The Mavericks did a really good job defending Shea. He, he got up 15 attempts on 33% shooting, which is incredibly hard to limit him to just 33% shooting, and he scored 15 points. And there were some fans clamoring for Shea to shoot more in this game. I don't really get that. I thought we were kind of past the whole SGA shot attempt conversation. If you need kind of a refresher course here, SGA is not going to jack up shots. He's not going to be this empty calorie stat guy. If he wanted to, he could. If SGA wanted to go out there tomorrow and just shoot 50 shots, shoot 20, 30 shots, he could do that and he'd put up the, the points. But he'd be inefficient and it wouldn't be winning plays. It'd be selfish and it'd be kind of the empty stat guy. He doesn't want to be that kind of guy. He wants to make winning plays at every turn. And even if the entertainment value would go up if he shot more, I think that we can all agree there that you want to see your best player. You want to see your your young, up-and-coming, all-star-like player. You want to see him take more shots. That's human nature to want that. But even if it would be more entertaining that way, you should be excited that he doesn't want to play that way. Because you talk about starting points and, and building habits and, and building the foundation and all that stuff that, that the coaches talk about. This is how you create good habits of, of him not doing that and not getting into that routine, even though it would be totally understandable if one day he wants to shoot 20 times, 25 times a night during this weird period of this roster construction, but he's not going to play outside of himself. He's going to play his game. So I don't really want to clamor for more shot attempts. He's going to play the way that he's going to play whenever this team's good. If you stay ready, you never have to get ready. He'll never have to readjust now back to being this kind of pick-your-spots guy. Because if, if you start jacking up shots and you start taking over and you start playing outside of a system, it's really hard to rein that back in. It's really hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube. SGA is playing the exact right way for him. Even though I can agree it would be a lot more fun just sitting at home, relaxing, and watching SGA shoot way more than any other player on this team. But that's not the way for success for his personal game or the team's success. And so for him to still put the team first, even though I think he would have the green light to start jacking up shots, is a big deal moving forward for the progression of this team. But the Miklobosha Player of the Week has to be Darius Baisley. Over the past week, Darius Baisley has brought me so much joy. It's been an absolute treat to watch Darius Baisley play. And for, for me, you have to be encouraged by the happiness that he's playing with, the excitement and the joy he's playing with. Looks a lot different these last three games. The confidence that he's playing with has brought me a ton of enjoyment because I've been lamenting about how he hasn't played with a ton of confidence over this last month. But this last week, he certainly has turned that around. In this game, in the first quarter, mind you, the first quarter, he shot six times and had four more free throws, which of course were technically shot attempts to get him to the line. So he shot a lot in this first quarter. Mind you, he had a game less than a month ago where he goes 0 for 8, shoots eight times the entire game. Seeing him get back into a groove and get back into that confident swing and to where at the point that he's coming down the floor off a rebound and pulling up from the top of the key is incredible to watch, and it's going to be a great thing for the second half. I've talked about it before. I think that him taking this break to reset for this week and coming back stronger in the second half will do him wonders. And he's starting to get to that point. He's starting to get back over the hump from that really bad start at the beginning of the year. I think that Darius Baisley has brought in the most enjoyment, the most joy and the most happiness to Thunder fans over this last week. 
And so that's why he's the Michelwaltra player of the week. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Darius Baisley's played with such joy and he got a big win against the Hawks where he was just absolutely incredible against Atlanta. So that's the Michael Wilshire player of the week. Let me know who brought you the most happiness and joy and enjoyment watching this Thunder team the past week. But Darius Baisley is my Michael Wilshire player of the week. And I want to talk to you right now about our good friends over at betonline.ag. I mentioned I lost my bet today. I lost it. I blew it. And I apologize for leading you astray. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even has you covered for awards, TV shows, and reality TV. I honestly had no idea you could bet on reality TV until we partnered with BetOnline.ag. And for me, I'm going to spend this summer betting on Big Brother. So I think you should do the same because BetOnline has you covered for the Awards TV shows on reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. And guess what? It's free to sign up. So head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On at betonline.ag, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. And so I also want to tell you about good friends over at the Locked On Today podcast. Listen, today on Locked On Today podcast, James Harden heads back to Houston with his new team in the Brooklyn Nets. Get more of the sport news you need in less time with the new Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast from, including the radio.com app. I love to use it in the morning for a quick 20-minute briefing on what happened around sports. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You know, whenever you are so in the weeds about the NBA and the Thunder specifically, you kind of lose track of what's happening outside the Thunder and outside the NBA. So using Lockdown today to refresh on what's going on around baseball and football and college basketball and other sports around the, around the landscape has been a really, really great thing. I want to dive back into this game, including Darius Baisley, who is, again, the Michael Ultra player of the week. Baisley's back. And, and I know the box score does not say it, but look, the box score is bad for everybody. So if we're going to look at the box score and we're going to base this game off a of box score. There's nothing to talk about because everyone sucked outside of Ty Jerome. So let's kind of look past the box score a little bit. And when you look at Darius Baisley's game, we mentioned in the, in the Michael Vulture read that he was incredibly confident. You're taking threes off a dribble, being more assertive when driving, attacking Chris Porzingis at the rim. Doing those things was great. He also had his edge back defensively. Now, a few games ago, I mentioned that the offensive struggles in the 0-for-8 night turned kind of into a defensive lapse there at the end of the game and, to, and throughout that contest. And then I was wondering if the offensive struggle will bleed into the defense and then you've seen three games where his offense has looked a lot better and his defense is coming back around. The two kind of feed off of each other. But he's playing really good defense in this game. The rebounding is special. I mean, it's special what, what Baisley can do for his frame, his size as a rebounder. He gets 10 rebounds tonight. That's not even including the tip rebounds he got. I mean, there was about five more rebounds that he he saved and, and he was able to tip out to Lou Dort and tip out to other players to create possessions for Oklahoma City. 
even though they couldn't score 78. Look, Dallas only scored 87. So, so creating those possessions could have been big if guys can just knock down shots. And more often than not, guys are going to knock down shots. You're not going to shoot as a team 33% from the field and 23% from, from beyond the arc in many more games. These are NBA players. The shots are going to go in, especially when they're as quality as they were today. The looks were good. The shots weren't. And so the more possessions you can create, which Baisley does, nine of those 10 rebounds coming on the defensive end is a really good thing for your team. I think that Darius Baisley deserves a ton of credit for this game and this stretch here. One of the just outright positive aspects of it is Ty Jerome. I mean, Ty Jerome has been really good since coming to Oklahoma City. In his first three games with Oklahoma City, he's averaging 12 points, three assists, three rebounds a night off the bench for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Tonight, he goes three for four from beyond the arc, five for seven from the floor, including a really tough finish at the rim. 13 points, three rebounds, and two assists with a steal to go along with that. I think he's a better passer than even I gave him credit for entering this season. And we all knew he could shoot from beyond the arc and he could really be a, a, a deadly three-point shooter. I really enjoy watching Ty Jerome. And that's, again, why I'm not afraid of the deadline. I'm not afraid of having George Hill get moved to a contender. It helps his career and George Hill's career. It also helps the Thunder because you want minutes for Ty Jerome. You want minutes for Diallo whenever he returns. You're going to need minutes for your two-way guys. And Josh Hall, he'll take some guard minutes. Of course, you need minutes in general for Moses Brown, who's not a guard. And then Poku does fit into these minutes with Diallo and with Jerome because they play that 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 wing position, and that's where Poku's going to play offensively is on the wing, as we've seen throughout his time in the bubble and throughout his time in the NBA. So you're going to get really crowded here. Whether you mentioned Tiam Aldon or, or Lou Dort or SGA or even Justin Jackson, if you want to keep trying that out, things are going to get crowded here. So, so the Thunder are in good hands past the deadline if they do decide to make moves, which I think it's pretty certain that they will. Ty Jerome needs all the opportunity that he can get because you're staring down the barrel at a huge number crunch coming up this offseason. I think that people love the first-round picks and love the picks themselves but aren't really grasping what they mean for next year and for this team that we currently are watching. Next year, in the 2021 draft, you're going to have your own first-round pick, one of Houston or Miami's first-round pick, that's already two. There's a realm in which the Warriors will finish 21st or below. So then you get a third first round pick. But if the Warriors do finish within the top 20, you get Minnesota's second round pick. So bottom line here is on draft night, you're going to take home five picks. And I don't expect the Thunder to truly make five picks. I think that you maybe package your seconds to move up a little bit in that second round because five picks is a lot of bodies to put onto a roster. But there again is the point itself. You're going to have this number crunch because you at least have to foster three to four new draft picks next year, right? So you got to find out who these guys are. You got to find out if you want to keep Josh Hall on a two-way deal. You got to find out if you want to keep Moses Brown on a two-way deal. You got to find out if you prioritize Ty Jerome or whomever you draft in this year's class. You got to find out if you prioritize Isaiah Roby or he have a draft in this next year's class. If you prioritize Kenny, Kenny Hustle, you got to find these things out. And to do that, they need minutes. So I think that you know trading away pieces would be good for all aspects of Oklahoma City. You need to let these guys grow into whatever they'll become so you can make the most informed decision long-term for Oklahoma City.
And Ty Jerome's forcing his way into this rotation. The Thunder have a lot of guys that you want to look at, like a lot of guys that you want to get minutes. And it's it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out and who falls out of the rotation and, and who can keep getting their minutes and how this shakes out in the second half. But Jerome has forced the hand. I mean, he will end this first half on such a big high and such great momentum that he's going to at least start the second half getting bulk minutes, and he deserves it. And I cannot wait to see what he can turn into. He's the last man standing from the Chris Paul trade, and I think he can be a legitimate guy moving forward, like a bench guy that that helps you score, and that's what you need. Your secondary unit has to be able to score to keep pace in the modern NBA, and having a guy like Jerome on there with Tail Maldon, with Diallo, really helps things come together. But, of course, we're going to still talk about Al Horford in this game, what the Mavericks did to break away in this game, and so much more, including the MVP of the game, the mock headline, the bet on the bet outcome, and the money ball outcome of this contest. But I do want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a fantastic website. It's a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, whenever I was three years old, you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts your car would ever need at rockauto.com. Whenever you go there to rockauto.com, put in there on the how did you hear about us box, tell them that Locked On sent you. Tell them Locked On sent you and the how did you hear about us box, and they'll know what to do from there. They have everything you can imagine from auto parts to body parts, everything your car will ever need. My favorite aspect of rockauto.com is that I know nothing about cars and they're not going to upcharge me for that. They're not going to give me a do-it-yourselfer price compared to a professional price. They're going to give everyone one base, one low price. And I don't have to know anything about cars because all I have to do is put my make, my model, my year into their database and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I'm not wasting money on parts I cannot use, parts I don't need, or any of that. I just get exactly what I need at rockauto.com that will fit my vehicle and my needs. So go to rockauto.com, tell them that Locked On sent you in the how did you hear about us box, and they'll know what to do from there. rockauto.com, Locked On sent you in the how did you hear about us box. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I want to say about good friends over at the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. We had Richard Stamen, one of the hosts of Locked On NBA Draft, on yesterday's pod. He said something very interesting about Evan Mobley. So go check that pod out if you missed that one. From Cade Cunningham to Evan Mobley to Jalen Suggs and so many more, 
How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, then you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Podcast scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts, including Richard Stamen, who again we had on yesterday. Subscribe today and follow the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast anywhere you get your podcasts from, including the Radio.com app. In this Mavericks game, the Mavericks, again, start one of 22 from beyond the arc, and they still were leading by two or five, you know, somewhere in that range, two to five, for the entirety of this game. And we just knew that they'd pull away once they started nailing threes in that third quarter. They went four or five in a stretch of threes to pull out a commanding 19-point lead. Tim Hardaway Jr. was phenomenal in the third quarter. He was one of the only players that showed up in this game. Him and Jalen Brunson was fine, but Tim Hardaway Jr. scores 19 points, tied with KP for the game high. The Mavericks finish with eight threes, eight of 40 from beyond the arc. Eight of 40 from beyond the arc. It was a sloppy game that belonged in 2003. For everyone who says that they miss old school basketball and they miss the way it used to be, I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed watching whatever that was. This game between the Mavericks and the Thunder. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed that. As the Mavericks had 13 turnovers, shot 23% from beyond the arc, 33% from the floor, shot 64% from the free throw line. The Mavericks shot 38% from the floor, 20% from beyond the arc, and they had 12 turnovers of their own. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed that game. For everyone who opines for these days of lost basketball past, that this this absolute knockout, dragout, 87-78 contest. I hope you enjoyed that one. So the better the day outcome, I spoiled it before. It's brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I bet Oklahoma City plus 3.5. I actually picked them outright to win without Luka on Dallas, and, and that was a big, big mistake. Moneyball, I picked SGA. Ty Jerome wins it with three. So if you had Ty Jerome, congratulations. But now it's time for the MVP of the game. MVP right now. You the real MVP. The MVP of this game is you, the listeners. Because I understand how after tough losses like this, you might not be in the mood to hear somebody talk about the Thunder, but you're here right now. You're listening to me talk about the Thunder. So you were the MVP of this game against the Mavericks and the Thunder. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S to give your acceptance speech of being the MVP of this game. The mock headline of the game, the absolute cheesiest segment in all the basketball podcasts, the mock headline is Brunson Burner. Jalen Burns Thunder. I did write that whenever he was carving us up in the first quarter, and then he finishes with like 11 points. But still, the pun was was there. The, the pun was fun, and I went ahead and took advantage of it. But again, Brunson Burner. Br- Brunson Burner. Those things that you use in, in science class. Anyway, today is a new day. The Thunder play the Spurs to wrap the first half of their season. And again, the positive here is... You get another chance. You get to end the first half on a high note. There's a 99.99%. You won't have Al Horford as it's the second night of back-to-back. But still, the positive is that the Thunder 
while only scoring less than 80 points, you're only scoring 78 points, they still got good quality looks. And you have to have faith that those shots will fall today because by the by the odds, they, they say they have to fall today. So if you get the same process and you get the same quality open shots, they'll knock those down tonight against San Antonio. So we will have that recap pod for you tomorrow. This is Locked on Thunder, your daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from. I am Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Folks, be good and be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Thunder. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.